What is up, everyone? My name is Ryan Cameron, Trackstar Sports. His name is Mark Tate. Welcome to Orange is the New Brown. I am fired up about this week's episode. We're going to be talking about the Browns' schedule release. Way too early predictions. And, of course, we're going to be talking about the NFL draft, which is just two short days away. We're going to be breaking down quarterbacks. We're going to be breaking down running backs, cornerbacks, defensive ends. We're going to be doing it all to give you guys what we believe will benefit the Cleveland Browns the most in the coming years. Mark, my man, how are you doing tonight? I am doing great. Thanks for having me tonight. I appreciate it, man. Are you ready to talk some Cleveland Browns football or what? Always am. Sounds like something to do. I tell you what, man, I'm fired up about this week. I mean, it's draft week. I couldn't be more excited. Yeah, I uh, I, uh, I got some pretty big goals for the Browns. So I just hope they listen to me. I hear you, man. I, I can already tell everyone out there we're gonna be we're gonna be debating it out tonight. That's for sure. But uh, <laughs> we're gonna go over um, first. We're gonna be going over the schedule released. Um, we're going to be making some predictions on this. Guys, understand, this is way too early. We don't even know who we're getting in the draft. We're just basing off of what we believe the Browns can do next year with a strong draft. So that's what we're going to be doing. We're going to go week by week. We're not going to spend too much time on it. Therefore, we can speak to you guys more about the draft, but we do want to mention this. Uh, before we do that, I do want to give a couple shout-outs. First of all, I want to give a big shout-out to the Cleveland Cavaliers who tied up the series against the Pacers in a, in a pretty big game last night. Mark, how would you feel about that, man? Man, they had me stressed out real bad. They, they always have everyone stressed out this year, man. Yeah. Tell you what, I was reading up online last night after the game. Everyone was talking, fire Tyron Lue, fire Tyron Lue. <laughs> I don't know if that's the answer, but I'm happy they got back to, to tie it up. Um, also want to give out a shout-out to the Cleveland Indians. They're on a three-game winning streak. Cleveland's currently doing big things. Lastly, I want to give a shout-out to Trackstar Sports for letting me and Mark on here talking to you guys every week about the Browns, man. So thank you to Trackstar Sports and Rick. And uh, all right, Mark, let's get started, man. All right. Uh, week one, you know, they just released a schedule. I thought it was a pretty favorable schedule for the Browns. Uh, they do have a couple – they have a pretty long stretch where it gets pretty rough, but we'll get a little bit into that. Um, you know, week one, we got the Steelers at home. I'm going to take that as a loss. How about you? I'm taking a win on that one. Last year. A win. Yeah, last year they started the schedule exactly the same, home against the Steelers, and lost 21-18 with a very poor team. So Le'Veon Bell's going to probably sit out the whole offseason again and come back in the same exact situation. So hopefully the defense is a little bit better just to stop Antonio Brown once, and we'll be fine. All right, man. See, guys, what I tell you, we're already debating it out. Week two, we're at the Saints. I also have that as a loss. I think Drew Brees and company will be a little bit too much on the road. Browns will start 2-0. and The Browns what? will start 2-0. and The Saints have not won a home game in September since 2014. It's not going to start against the Browns. Let me tell you guys something. This is why he's the expert. I'm just the sideshow here. Week three. Jets at home, I have that as the Browns' first win. I'm going to say 3-0. and Three and a, You're telling me we're going to go from an 0-16 season to a 3-0 and start? I am telling you that. Yes, I hey, am. Hey, he said it, folks, not me. He said it. 
Uh, week four, we are at Oakland. I have that as a road win for the Browns. And I will say that will be their first loss okay. on their first four o'clock game on the West Coast. All right. Week five, we have the Ravens at home. I have that as a loss. And I have that as a loss for one reason and one reason alone. Their defense. I, I think their defense is going to stop whatever we bring at them offensively, and I think they're going to squeak out a win. I do think that that's going to be a very close game. Yes, I uh, I think the Browns will start the season off by being 1-0 in the division, but I also agree with you. They will lose that game at home, unfortunately, and be 3-2. and two. You know, and a name to remember with the Ravens is Alex Collins. Now, yes, folks, I am an Arkansas Razorbacks fan, but this kid had a phenomenal year last year with the Ravens, and there's a lot of hype surrounding him this year with running the ball behind Flacco, so watch out for Alex Collins this season. Week six, we have the Chargers at home. I have that as a win for the Browns. Uh, going to say that is a win also for the Browns, making them 4-2. and two. You have them at 4-2. and two. I have them at 2-4. and four. All right. Week seven at the Buccaneers, I have that as a win to have the Browns win four and five weeks. I'm also going to say a win and make them five and two. Woo, folks, Mark is fired up about the Browns in 2018. <laughs> oh, it's uh, a little worse. It gets worse, folks. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I love it, man. I love it. Week eight at the Steelers, I have that as a loss. And this is where the season starts to go downhill for me. I'm going to also make that a loss and makes the Browns five and three and one and two in the division. All right. Week nine, we have the Chiefs at home. I have that as a loss. I Mark, am don't going to do it to me. Don't you do it to me. <laughs> <laughs> I am going to make this a loss also. They will be five and four. Five and four. Week 10, the Falcons at home. It does not get any easier at home. Uh, Falcons, I think, will come in. And, and I don't know if Dominic, uh, but but they'll win the game, I believe. Yes, I'm also going to pick the Falcons to win the game and make the Browns five and five. All right. Week 11 is going to be a well-needed buy coming off the Chiefs and Falcons. Even though it is at home, it's going to be a well-needed buy. Week on the road to the Bengals. I have that as a very, very close loss. I am going to make that be a Browns victory, and they will be six and five. I would like to say I could completely see that happening. Uh, you know, I don't trust a lot in Cincinnati right now, so um, I could see that, but I, I just have it as a close loss. Um, week 13 at Texans. This was a tough one for me. Um, you know, I think the Browns have to play well on the road this year to have a successful year because the NFL just a little bit screwed them on their home schedule. Um, but I, I do have it as a loss. I'm going to make this a win. Uh, it's their only game against an AFC South team. And 4-12, uh, and 12, yeah, they had a, no, no Deshaun Watson for much of that 4-12 and 12 season last year. But I think it's a good AFC South matchup for the Browns. And also no J.J. Watt to mention. So, uh, yeah. Uh, week 14, Panthers at home. I have that as a loss, which makes it six straight losses on my side uh, for the Cleveland Browns. I have that as a loss as well, making them seven and six. Seven and six. All right. Uh, week 15 at Broncos. Um, you know, this is tough for me because 
what kind of quarterback player are you going to get? You know what you're going to get out of Denver's defense, but what are you going to get offensively? Uh, that's kind of the big question. I think this is another nail-biter, but I do give it to Denver just just because it's in Denver. If it was in Cleveland, I would have actually went Cleveland side on this. Yes, I'm going to make this a win for the Browns. Uh, I, I don't think the Broncos are going to improve as much as the Browns are going to improve. And uh, five and eleven last year wasn't wasn't too good. Wasn't no and sixteen, but I'm going to make the Browns eight and six. Eight and six. All right, man, you're already up to the five hundred mark. All right, uh, week sixteen, Bengals at home. I have this as a win. Um, I think uh, besides the Jets and Chargers um, at home, this could be uh, – I don't – no win in the NFL is easy, but I do think the, uh, the Browns can get this one. Yes, and I am a very positive guy here. I'm going to make the Browns 9-6 and six going into Week 17. All right. So you're talking about 9-6. and six. Before we move on to Week 17, you're talking about 9-6. and six. Now, I want to make this clear to everyone out there. Mark Tate is not the only one that is predicting the Browns to win nine games this year with a good draft. Uh, Several NFL experts have them talking about being on the brink of the playoffs this year. So I want to make that clear, Mark. You're not the only one. (laughs) Now, at this point, if the Browns are nine and six, do you see them in a playoff contention? They will be in a playoff contention. But do Do you see them in in a divisional competition at that point? To win the division. Well, I believe they will see. Uh, I got them one and two. I got them two and two. I have them three and two leading into the last game against the Ravens. So, no. I don't, All right. I don't think they can win the division. Okay. And we're going to move on to week 17, the last game of the regular season at Baltimore. I have this as another loss for the Browns. I have them finishing off the season five and 11. And uh, just my take on that, uh, before you make your prediction, if the Browns went 5-11, and 11, I know that that's nothing to be happy about, folks. But I'm telling you what, after having one win in the last two seasons, I think that would be a significant step for the Cleveland Browns. And that will, but go ahead. And that will also be the firing of Hugh Jackson. The only way. Yes, <laughs> yes it would. I, I believe they're going to lose that game also to the Ravens. And I also think they will just miss out on the playoffs because of that loss um if they go 10 and 6 you never know i think they could get in but uh 9 and 7 will keep them out of the playoffs but 9 and 7 may also give Hugh Jackson another try yeah it could uh you know the upper brass in cleveland uh they they love Hugh Jackson you know i i think he's got a pretty long leash i would not necessarily say he's on the hot seat this year now if they have another 0-16 season, he's gone before the season's over. Um, you know, if they have uh, maybe a 5-11, and 4-12, and something like that, I could see them possibly firing him. But I do not think that it's going to be anything drastic, honestly. If they had a 6-10 and season, I think Hugh Jackson stays because he's showing progress. Uh, but who knows, you know? That's kind of how the all sports works, right? It doesn't matter, um, you know, what you're doing. Uh, if you're losing, you're gone pretty much. So it doesn't really matter what the team you have around you. Yes. Is, so. With this with this schedule, if if they go nine and seven, it would be a a great great season. I think based off of the 2017 playoff teams, the Browns have the fifth hardest schedule this year. So it, mm-hmm. it's not a real real likely scenario. But I think some NFL is weird. Sometimes things are very dramatic so we'll see what happens 
Absolutely. Now, Mark, I'm going to ask you one last question on the schedule. Uh, what would you say would be the hardest game for the Browns, and what do you think would be the easiest game for the Browns? I think the easiest game for the Browns will probably be <sighs> – I'm going to say probably at the Bengals. Um, it's going to be on the road, but having that bye week, I think, is going to be quite nice for them. Uh, okay. The most difficult game will probably be the last game at the Ravens. Mm-hmm. I could definitely see that. You know, I'm going to go easiest game, week three, Jets at home. I think that that is a very winnable game. I think the Browns should win that game. Um, the hardest game of the year I'm going to go a little bit different. I'm going to go home against the Chiefs week nine. I think that's going to be a really tough game. You're coming off of two away games and then have to play the Chiefs right off the bat. That's going to be a tough game for them to win. So that's kind of my easiest, hardest uh, section there. But are you ready to talk some NFL draft? Let's do it. Now, last week we spoke. And, folks, I, I want this on the record. Uh, Rick over at Trackstar Sports, I'm saying this. Yes, you guys can all grill me. Last week, I had Barkley going number one, and I had, I believe, Baker Mayfield going number four. After some careful consideration (laughs) and after really, really, really looking into this, I think the Browns are going to go a different way. Now, what I think the Browns should do, and what I think they will do are two different things. So I'm going to give you this week what I think the Browns will do. I think with the number one pick, the Browns will select Sam Darnold. I like it. I, I mean, it's practical. Hey, the man had a, a pretty decent combine. Uh, uh, you know, he is 6'3", 221 pounds, ran a 4.85, uh, you know, um, NFL scouts has him as a pro bowl caliber type quarterback. Okay. So, you know, the the safest choice for the Browns to make at number one would be Sam Darnold. Have him sit a season behind Tyrod Taylor, learn the system, learn the NFL. Uh, I believe he's only 20 years old. So, you know, it'll, it'll give him another year to mature. And I think it would be the smartest move for the Browns at number one. Yes. I, I would really like to see them take Darnold at one. I, I think he's just, ultimately the the safest selection they could make Uh, a little reading I did uh you know Mike Mayock on NFL Network said it best the Browns have missed way too many times on quarterbacks to take a chance everybody's saying they're going to take a chance on Josh Allen that would be one of the biggest mistakes they could possibly do for a team that needs a safe choice so I, I my second Best option would be what you said last week, Saquon Barkley. You know, I wouldn't hate it. I wouldn't hate it at all. But Darnold would be the guy I would hope that the Browns take with that number one pick Thursday night. Yeah. And, you know, on Josh Allen, I found this interesting. Um, You know, like I said, after doing some soul searching and after, you know, reading up on these guys, combine, all that stuff, you know, the NFL, NFL scouts, they don't even have him as a probable starter that's kind of insane to me whenever you think about a number one pick NFL scouts do not even consider him a probable NFL starter they rate him as and you can find this on NFL.com 
they rate him as a quarterback who could become a starter. You do not take a quarterback who could become a starter number one, right? I, I would hope. Not. I mean, the Browns have done that before, but um, actually, they haven't had too many quarterbacks selected number one. We've had a lot of first round quarterbacks, but not a yes. lot of number one quarterbacks. So, uh, no, I don't. I don't. I think you take the safest guy at number one at quarterback and make him sit. And folks, this week we are in agreement on this, Mark. So I just be hope happy, the Browns be are happy. in agreement with us. I, I I hope they are too. I mean, like I said, I would love for them to take Barkley number one. And I'm gonna get into that a little bit with the fourth pick here, and I'll let you go first on the fourth pick because there could be a lot of picks at the fourth spot, right? There there could be, and and they very likely there, there could be a shakeup with the Giants. If a, if we take Darnold at one, the Giants may be hoping he falls to two, and I don't think they like Allen either. Uh, I, I think they may trade out of that pick. So, And I think somebody may move up and try to take Josh Rosen at two, possibly Denver swapping with the Giants. But So I think the Browns could be staring at Saquon Barkley and Chubb at four. Okay, I, I'm going to give you uh, three names. I'm going to give you two, the obvious, uh, Bradley Chubb and Saquon Barkley. The third possible choice I'm going to give you is kind of a dark horse, but you know the name, Ohio State cornerback Denzel Ward. I, I would not – I have a couple ideas for him, maybe falling to the Browns, but not at four. And maybe a trade-back scenario with Buffalo, he may be there at 12. Then I wouldn't hate it, but – not at four. I'm not saying I would love the pick because uh, I wouldn't. I think if you have Chubb and Barkley there and you take Denzel Ward, you're crazy. And I believe the reason that the Giants will not trade out of two is because they're going to take Barkley. You're right. They want Sam Darnold. And I'm not convinced they want any quarterback but Sam Darnold. So if Sam Darnold is taken one by the Browns, I believe you're going to see the Giants take Barkley. And that's the risk that you take by not taking him one, right? But the risk you also take by taking Barkley one is that you're not going to get Sam Darnold at four. That's not happening. He's off the board two. And if he's not off the board two, he's off the board three. You're not getting him if you don't take him one. So that's kind of the catch-22 with that. Yeah, what's funny about the Giants' situation is they could move back to five with Denver, somehow swap picks there and and get a little bit extra and still get Saquon Barkley at five. And still get Saquon Barkley possibly at five. If the Browns didn't select him at number four, if they did, you're they absolutely be very happy with Chubb if we ended up taking Barkley. Oh, absolutely. Either way, and you're right, the Giants win in that situation yes. because if they if they trade uh, you know, with Denver at five, they're either gonna get Chubb or Barkley. So I mean you can't really go wrong with that. Um and they may acquire a pick. I know, I know we're talking about the Giants right now, but they could end up acquiring a pick to get another quarterback to sit behind Eli Manning. It wouldn't be the end of the world for him. Yeah, and you know, there's a lot of teams seeing um, Denver possibly trading that number five pick. So that's why I don't necessarily know that they would go up to number two. Um Unless Sam Darnold was still there, I could possibly see them doing that. But I don't see it likely uh, because I don't believe they're as crazy about this quarterback staff or roster as some might be. But um, I think they'd be content with staying five or maybe trading down. 
Arizona might be a good fit to trade up to number five and uh, pick up uh, Josh Rosen, uh, you know, um, maybe a, I don't know, you know, anything can happen. Right. They um, end up with Saquon Barkley possibly or Chubb. Yeah. And you know, if they did trade down, what about Quentin Nelson, uh, right. Notre Dame? I mean, you know, that could be a possibility at five, believe it or not, Saquon Barkley could possibly fall down to six to the Colts, which would be the biggest blessing the Colts bad in a long time, <laughs> but I don't see that happening necessarily, but you know, very Quentin possible. Nelson could be a name. I mean, it's very possible. Yep. So, you know, that's interesting to me. All of it's interesting. Uh, you know, I definitely see the Browns trading up again in the first round um, for a couple of possible players. If Denzel Ward were to fall enough, I could see the Browns trading up to get him and get another safety net at cornerback. Um, you know, uh, what do you think? Do you think there's another uh, big possibility that the Browns make another trade I do. up to get back in the first yeah. round? And who do you think they would take? Uh, I, I think uh, they, they may trade back up into the first round to get Maurice Hurst from Michigan to to fill up in the, the middle with Ojan Newby and really fill that defensive line out real good. And if – I mean, what are you thinking they'd have to give up to do something like that? Their 33rd pick and a fourth rounder? Or what, what do you think they might have to give up for something like that? I'm not real sure. I think I, I think the Saints is a good spot, and I've seen that somewhere else on a mock draft once. But I think it made a lot of sense because the Saints could move back, gain a piece, you know, not real interested in something at 27. So, uh, you know, 27 would be a good spot for that to happen. But the Browns could stay put and still get Hurst at 33 if they want maybe. So – it's it's up in the air. Who knows? But yeah, you know, um, I haven't made my fourth selection yet, and I'm going to do that right now. And I'm going to say that the Browns are going to take Bradley Chubb. And the reason I say that is for what I said earlier. I believe that if the Browns take Sam Darnold first, I think Barkley goes off the board number two overall to the Giants. So therefore, I'm going to take Bradley Chubb number four. Is that also who you have going for? I believe you said you had Bradley Chubb, right, going four? Yes, I do. I have Bradley Chubb going four, and uh, and that is with Saquon still on the board. So, okay, so you still have Saquon on the board. That would be um, – it wouldn't be a head-scratcher to me because, look, uh, you know, you're going to take two, two offensive players in the top five picks. Do I think that they could be difference makers? Absolutely. But Bradley Chubb with Miles Garrett – Man, that's scary. It's very scary. I mean, very uh, scary. three years from now, that is scary, especially if you have a franchise quarterback in Sam Darnold. You know, that could be a scary team to watch out for along with Josh Gordon and, and you know, all the acquisitions we made in the offseason. That could be scary in the next few years. Yes. Yes. I, I, I really think Chubb and Garrett would be a real nice compliment and and Saquon's a great running back and could be the best running back we've seen in years, but I, I think it's worth passing on. Either one I would be okay with. I'm not going to be angry with the Browns, nor do I think any fans should be angry if they took Chubb or Barkley number four. But one thing I would like to bring up, you know, if the Browns did not trade up in the first round, 
Folks, there are a lot of solid running backs in the second round. And this is the reason why I think many people think that Chubb will go four instead of Barkley. Now, is there another Saquon in this draft? No, there's not. But there are solid running backs in the second round. So I'm going to move down to the third or 33rd pick in the second round. And I am going to say that the Browns select Sonny Michelle with the 33rd pick. I like that pick. I wouldn't be unhappy with that at all. I think he's a good player. I think they may wait a little longer for a running back, and I think they may go, hopefully, Maurice Hurst falls to 33 if they don't trade up to get him. Um, but if uh, Maurice Hurst is not there at 33, I believe they would go an offensive tackle. Offensive tackle. Okay. You know, I could see that. Um I think there. I don't think very many offensive tackles are going to fly off the board in the first round. You got Orlando Brown, Connor Williams, McGlitchney or McGlitchy from Notre Dame. I mean, there's three there, and I know the Patriots are probably going to snag one, uh, maybe even the Eagles. So I think they're going to be a little run on them there at the end of the first round. But I think I think one of them will be sitting there at 33 if the Browns want one. Yeah, and also you know uh, Colton Miller out of UCLA, offensive tackle. Um, yeah, he's he someone I can definitely yeah. see going to maybe New England or something yeah. like that. But, you know, I will say I do not think you're far off with Maurice Hurst. I could definitely see the Browns trading up to to get him. And the Saints would be a good fit, um, you know, or, or the 23rd pick, um, maybe trading with Seattle if they're willing, something like that. In that range, I could definitely see them doing that. Um, so we're basing this, folks, off of if the Browns don't make a trade. We don't know what's going to happen more than the Browns know what's going to happen in the draft, you know. So uh, with the 35th pick, I'm going to go with a guy out of UCF, a cornerback, Mike Hughes. Um, he's also a returner. His, uh, I mean, his skills are undeniable. Um, I think he could be a great asset for our staff. Uh, what do you think of him? Do you know much about Mike Hughes? I do. I, I like the way he plays good long cornerback. Uh, I, I think that'd be a good pickup for him. Yeah, I do too. And, you know, there's a number of different options the Browns could go. Look, we went 0-16 last year, guys. We need it all. Okay, so the, you could see the Browns do a thousand different things in this draft. I think they're going to be very smart with this, and I think that they're going to go the practical way for the first time and maybe the entire franchise. Um, so, you know, if they were to able to get a Sam Darnold, Bradley Chubb, Sonny Michelle, Mike Hughes, all in the all in the first two rounds, that's a pretty good draft so far. I agree. I, my thirty fifth pick. It, if Hurst, I have them taking Hurst thirty third. I'm going to assume that he falls to them at thirty three. I have them taking an offensive tackle, Connor Williams, at 35. So 33, 35, I have them getting trench guys. So that's that's what I got going on there. All right, well, I'm going to give you the last uh, second-round pick. What do you got? Well, this is going to be a running back, Rashad Penny, San Diego State. Okay. What do you like about him? I like that he he is just a game-changer. He can score. He averages great great yards per carry. I just, I just think he's that guy that is going to shine like a, a Kamara and a hunt from the class. Okay. okay. I wouldn't, I wouldn't hate Ronald Jones from USC with this pick either. So I'm going to put no. him in there, but, but I wouldn't hate seeing him and Darnold both come to Cleveland. 
if he fell down that far, yes, that would be a very good pickup. You know, uh, second round. I mean, really, a lot of running backs, they don't go till the third, fourth. So, you know, some of these, I mean, there's probably 10 great running backs in this draft. Kalen Ballage would be another great running back. He, you know, he, he's big, fast, can catch. You know, some someone is going to fall to the end of the second round. Yeah, I, I believe so, too. Uh, you know, Darius Geis is another interesting running back um, out of LSU. You know, you might see the Browns go with him 33rd or 35th. You know, um, like you said, there's a lot of talented running backs. Um, Kieran Johnson out of Auburn, I don't know if you just mentioned him, but he's a second-round pick probably, you know. Yep, now, there is yep. a man that I am very high on, and you know this, and anyone who listened to the podcast last week knows this, but um, – Christian Kirk is one of those dynamic wide receivers that I just don't think the Browns should pass on. Um, where do you take him, though? You know, if you take him with the 33rd pick, is that too high? I, I, I was real close to putting him in my 33rd or 35th spot. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I, the Browns may be able to even trade back and still get him or be safe and take him. I agree. I I think he's going to be probably in the long run in his NFL career has the best potential to be a great wide receiver for a long time. Yeah, I mean, I think he's going to be a, a top wide receiver in the NFL. I am a huge Christian Kirk fan, and that's saying something being an Arkansas fan with him playing at Texas A&M. I mean, I just I love the way he plays the game. I love his hands. I love his strength. I love everything about him. I think beside Josh Gordon and, uh, you know, Landry, I mean, man, that would be – as a quarterback, you're pretty set when you're throwing the ball. Yeah, I saw I saw one uh, mock draft that obviously there's thousands upon thousands out there, but I, uh, I saw one that had Jacksonville taking him at the end of the first – Mm-hmm. Towards the end of the first, so and, if he makes to pass that, that might be an all right. Yeah, and I can see that. And anyone who listened to the Track Stars mock draft, um, you know, he went with the last pick in the first round to the Philadelphia Eagles. You know, uh, there was a lot of people who were high on this kid. I think that um, he could definitely uh, go with the thirty third or thirty fifth pick. Um, but to fans and and maybe even me a little bit. You know, we have a pretty strong wide receiver core. So is that something we need to spend our first, second round pick on? I don't know. You know, um, I know neither one of us are very high on Corey Coleman. You know, um, he he can't catch the ball, which is kind of a problem when you're a receiver, right? Yeah, it tends to be. Yeah, so, you know, I, I'm not too high on Corey Coleman. And I love the fact uh, of moving Duke Johnson out to a slot. I believe you brought that up. I would love that. I mean, I think that that would be great if you picked up a Christian Kirk. And to have those three wide receivers move Duke Johnson out to a slot, I think that that could work in Cleveland. And I think Kirk returns kicks and punts, too. I mean, him and Duke Johnson sharing return duties off and on isn't the end of the world here. I think he took three three kicks back for touchdowns either last year or in his career, but I think it was just last year. Yeah, I believe you're right. I mean, yeah. the the guy can do it all, man. Um, you know, I think if they did go with him at 33 or 35, I think you're right. I think they go offensive tackle with the other pick. Uh, you know, I think it's something they have to address. So I think you're right on that. Um, you know, I would love for them to take Christian Kirk there. 
If they don't pick up Barkley, I could, however, see them going Sonny Michelle or a Geis or something like that with a 33rd, 35th pick. Um, what do you have with our last pick in the second round, uh, the 64th pick overall? What do you have? I have Richard Penny or Ronald Jones. Oh, you already said that. That's right. Yeah, and, um, you know, I, I went a little different on this. I went with Trenton Thompson, the defensive tackle out of Georgia. Um, you know, I think that he could help our team a lot. Danny Shelton leaving, you know, um, I think we need an interior rusher, and um, I think he could be the guy. You know, ultimately with what we've talked about so far through these through these first two rounds, the Browns are filling a ton of holes. I mean, they are they are really solidifying that defensive line. They're maybe getting an offensive tackle, playmaker, or two. You know, in some fashion or another, they are getting so many different weapons. It's going to be going to be and and with what seems like great likelihood of hitting on them. So, uh, you know, with all the misses we've had in the past, it sure would be nice to hit on four out of five. Absolutely. Now, I want to go over the other quarterbacks. Uh, And folks, we're just going to do the first two rounds. It gets too hard after the second round. There's hundreds and hundreds of players that are going to be in this draft. So we're going to stick with the first two rounds for this episode just to give you an idea of kind of where we think the Browns should go. But I do want to talk about the quarterbacks because, yes, we're very high on Sam Darnold. We think he could be huge. But there's other people going out there, you know, they're saying, Ryan, Mark, what about uh, Josh Allen? What about Rosen? What about Mayfield? What about a Lamar Jackson possibly? Uh, you know, I do want to talk about Maurice Jones-Drew. Um, I, you know, we talked about this a little bit in preparation for the show that Maurice Jones-Drew ha- Drew had a very interesting take on his mock draft for CBS Sports. He went with uh, Barkley 1, Chubb 4, and then the Browns trading up for Lamar Jackson. Uh, Lamar Jackson is a proven winner. The scouts love him. Could the Browns possibly do something like that? And if they did... How angry would it make you? Uh, I would not. I would not be mad if the Browns went Saquon Barkley, Bradley Chubb at one and four. I don't think that is a bad situation at all. Uh, I do think they would have to get a quarterback, and Lamar Jackson to me is a lot more of a passer than what people think. Mm-hmm. And, He's he's not real big, so he's not going to be able to run. He needs to stay, even though he's got the skills to run. If he runs, he's going to get smashed. And you know, and it's no matter how fast he is, they're going to catch him and they're going to smash him. Mm-hmm. And he just needs to stick to the pocket, throw the ball, fling it out there. I mean, he's he's electrifying. He really he can make some plays. So I wouldn't hate it. No, I wouldn't hate it either. Um, Now, I do want to say that I think it would tick off a lot of Browns fans um, with not taking that quarterback over number one. But listen, folks, after Sam Darnold, yes, there are, like like Mark said, there's thousands of mock drafts out there and there are thousands of analysts out there. Uh, A lot of analysts love Josh Allen. A lot of them don't. You know, same with Rosen, same with Mayfield. You know, so... Is it impossible that the Browns would do something like this? No, I don't think so. You know, besides Darnold, I don't feel that there is a franchise quarterback in this draft. I don't know about you, but that's how I feel. I don't see Josh Allen as a franchise quarterback. I don't see Josh Rosen as a franchise quarterback. Baker Mayfield, he's a winner. 
he could possibly be there. But Lamar Jackson is the next closest to me. So I could see something like that happening, possibly. Yeah, I I, I would, like I said, it, I think Lamar Jackson's probably my number three quarterback on the list. Who's your number two? Mayfield. Mayfield, okay. Yeah, then I would completely agree with you, and I can't believe we're saying that, but we agree <laughs> on something. I, 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 I'm with you. I think it goes Darnold, Mayfield, and then Jackson. Hey. And, you know, if you could pick up Chubb, Barkley, and Lamar Jackson all in the first round, how could any Browns fan really be upset with that whenever they took a step back and looked at what the Browns did? And having Tyrod Taylor is pretty much the perfect guy to – teach Lamar Jackson I mean the skill set's about the same and you know and and to to back up just for a second no matter which quarterback out of even if we add Mason Rudolph to the list Mm -hmm. and Josh Allen and we have six of them on there none of them compare to a 55 year old Brandon Whedon So I don't think we can mess it up. <laughs> you know what? I I think you're right. And, you know, uh, Mason Rudolph is is mostly a, a second-round pick in most people's draft, mock drafts. Um, I don't see him going in the first round. And if the Browns did something absolutely crazy and uh, just went with uh, Barkley and Chubb in the first round uh, and and picked Mason Rudolph in the, in the second round, um, I don't see that as a solid move. I'll say that. Um, <laughs> I do think that Mason Rudolph does have some potential, um, but I don't think that he has enough potential to ride on the franchise, I guess is what I, I'm trying to say. I, I think I think if the Browns did the Barkley Chubb one and four and needed to get a quarterback, I actually think they would have to move ahead of New England into the first to get Rudolph. I think New England will take Mason Rudolph at the end of the first round. And, you know, whenever I, I think if of they Mason don't go Rudolph, offensive line, but yeah, and I whenever I think of Mason Rudolph, I think of a Tom Brady, not right. towards the caliber of player, folks. I want to make that very clear. Mason Rudolph is not Tom Brady. No, he's way but, better. He He's not a sixth round pick. <laughs> he's not a sixth round pick, folks. We're talking about in the first and second We're round. Second round pick. <laughs> so, oh, wow. Um, <laughs> you're going to get us both fired by the end of this episode. <laughs> Uh, but no, I do think he would be a good fit in New England. And, uh, you know, New England doesn't have a packed up quarterback really, you know? Uh, so, I mean, they're going to have to take a quarterback and if he's not gone in the first round, uh, which I don't think he will be unless New England takes him or maybe all the quarterbacks go in the first six picks or seven picks. And then you might see a Buffalo take him at 12 which I had on our Trackstar Sports Mock Draft. And, yes, folks, that is absolutely crazy. And, yes, folks, that is absolutely reaching for him. But at the end of the day, if that were to happen, the Bills need a quarterback. So, you know, um, I don't know what's going to happen with Mason Rudolph. I've heard, uh, you know, people talk about him and that they love him and they think he's going to be a great quarterback in the NFL. But you could say that about any of those six quarterbacks that that are there. Yeah, I I think uh, I agree with you when it comes to uh, Buffalo needing a quarterback, and I think the Browns, you know, the Browns are going to do the Bills a favor. They're going to let Allen fall all the way down to twelve for him. Mm-hmm. Yep, they can have him. I think they might actually. I think Denver may end up moving back after 
moving up and they may the bills may actually move up to get Allen. So we'll see how that goes. Yeah, and that's what's so interesting to me is outside of Cleveland taking Josh Allen one, no one really wants Josh Allen. <laughs> so, I mean, what do the Browns see that no one else sees? I, uh, I think it's smoke. I, I think it's a smoke screen. I, you know, I want to say that, but, man, there are a lot of people talking about Josh Allen going number one, and it has me scared. Um, you know, please, please do not do this to us again. Um, yeah. He is not the answer. Um, On NFL.com, all the experts except for one, Dubin. Or no, no, I'm sorry, wrong site. CBS. CBS Sports, Dubin. His last name's Dubin. He is the only one out of about seven experts that did not have the Browns taken Allen. He had it, them taken Darnold, and everyone else had them taken Allen. Don't watch it, CBS. It, it's wrong. It, it, don't watch CBS and don't watch WalterFootball.com. I know that that's a lot of people's <laughs> number one go-to, but they also have the Browns taking Josh Allen. And that's what I'm saying. What are these people seeing that we're not? Because no one, if we don't take him number one, a lot of people have him falling to either five or 12. Oh, I, so, I get it. They're just used to us picking the wrong quarterback. So they're just assuming. <laughs> that's what it is. They're just assuming we're going to take Allen. That's, or they're trying that's, to brainwash us into taking Allen. I would rather the, brain, or the Browns be totally insane and take Baker Mayfield number one other too. than Josh Allen. Yeah. Now, is that the wrong pick at number one still? Yes, it is. Yeah. Baker Mayfield is not a number one overall pick. Baker Mayfield, outside of the 2018 draft class, might not be a top ten pick. You know, but in this draft, he's a top five pick. So, you know, I would, I would be more okay with them taking him at number one than Josh Allen. I do not... I do not like this kid, <laughs> you know, I, I just don't, um, you know, he's nothing. I mean, he's six, five, two He ran a four, seven, five, 40. Uh, you know, his hands are ginormous. I know a lot of NFL scouts really love that. Uh, I don't get it. Um, yes, he can grip a football folks. Um, all of these quarterbacks can. So uh, you know, I don't really get it, but yeah, they say you can throw a football through a wall at 70 miles an hour, but I think I heard Drew Brees at his combine threw it like 45 miles or 50 miles an hour, and Deshaun Watson threw it 45 miles an hour. I mean, you don't have to be – not that those guys are comparable to Drew Brees, but 50 miles an hour, you know, you don't have to throw the ball 70 to be a good quarterback. And how many receivers are catching a 70-mile-an-hour pass? Yeah, and everybody's – all hyped over how far he can throw it. Well, how long do you have before you can throw the ball 77 yards down the field? Well, you got 10 seconds to run around before you throw it? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I mean seriously. You, you, got, you got two. I am in 100% agreement with you. Corey Coleman um, is really fast, but I still don't think he can get down the field fast <laughs> enough from 77 yards in two and a half seconds. And Corey, I love you, brother, but you ain't catching no seventy mile an hour pass. No, so <laughs> I love you, Corey, but man. you're not. Yeah, you're not catching a seventy yard pass. Uh, so we're gonna have to go replacements with you if we get Josh Allen. We're gonna have to put that sticky goo on your gloves in order uh, to help you catch the uh-huh. ball. So yes, yeah, so I think that that would be a, a very bad pick. Um, you know, but that's what the Browns are notorious for. That's what I expect them to do come Thursday is to take Josh Allen. And all of us Browns fans, 
are sitting at the TV saying why? It is going to be the most exciting draft to watch in NFL history. I and not just saying that as a Browns fan, there are so many different scenarios that can happen in this draft. Every pick in the first round is going to have people holding their breath and excited. And as a Browns fan, no matter who they pick at one, a lot of people are not going to like it. No matter who they pick at four, or if they decide to very likely trade back from number four, which I would like to get to here in a second. But like I said, no matter what is done, people are going to hate it. People are going to love it. It's just the way it's going to roll, but it's going to be exciting either way. Absolutely. And that is the next thing I want to talk about. Could the Browns trade back the number one four pick? And if they did, why would they? I, uh, I, I really think Buffalo would, if Buffalo, I think Buffalo could move up to four with the Browns to take Allen. If they want their quarterback, they can move up and they can take Josh Allen at four. The Browns, on the other hand, would be moving back, gaining 12, 22, and potentially their 2019 first rounder. Now, let's skip ahead to that real quick. That could very possibly be a top five pick, if not the number one overall pick next year. So it wouldn't even be ours. So amen to that. And, but to gain 12, they could get a Denzel Ward or a Minka Fitzpatrick could fall all the way to 12. And they could get an offensive tackle, Mike McGlinchey. McGlinchey. I mess that name up every time. Sorry, Mike. But, <laughs> you know, if they, if they could get a nice offensive tackle and a stellar corner like Ward or defensive back Fitzpatrick, you know, I mean, that, that, and maybe next year's top five, top 10 pick with the potential of being a number one overall pick, I think that would be worth it to give up on Chubb. So you're willing to move back. I understand what you're saying about possibly a number one overall pick. I, I get that in next year's draft. Hey, that would be awesome. If that happened, that would be great. They'd be able to but you're talking it about, the bank. They, they would, but you're talking about giving up on one of the best defensive players in the draft in maybe a few years and talking about giving up one of the best running back prospects in many, many years in order to do so. And you still would be okay with the Browns doing that. I would be, uh, I, you know, I was speaking with one of my other friends and, you know, the way he kind of put it was great. He said, if we could guarantee that Denzel Ward was sitting there at 12 and that Mike McGlinchey was sitting there at 22, I got to give Sean some credit. I agree with him. It would be, if we could land those two, I mean, it's the best cover corner in the draft, and it's a weakness of ours right now. And we got a pretty big hole at left tackle. It would be quite nice if we could go ahead and, uh, if we could guarantee those guys would be there, but that's the risk of the draft. We don't know who's going to be there. We don't, and, you know, I'm starting to really rack my brain with this, and it would make some sense because you're talking about then having four four first-round picks along with three because you still have your three second-round picks. I would have them having – it would be three and three. They would have one, 12, and 22. Oh, I'm sorry. Yes, they don't have four anymore. So you're right. 
three yeah. and three. So you're talking switching from two to three first round picks while still keeping all of your three second round picks to address a running back uh, or, you know, um, if the offensive tackle isn't there, an offensive tackle, something like that. Uh, you know, they could possibly go with a Hurst at 22 or something like that. And um, they'll so- have plenty of assets to jump back into the first round for a fourth first round pick. Uh, they, <laughs> as crazy as it is, yes, they would. And while doing all of this, they're giving up nothing. Uh, and they're gaining a first round pick for next year. Um, do the Bills want it that bad, do you think? Uh, the, yeah, I think they do. I think they need a quarterback. And I think they want to get into the top five, and I think four would give them a really good shot. Because, I mean, Browns take Darnold. Let's say the Giants take Saquon Barkley. Jets take, I'm going to guess, Mayfield. That leaves Josh Rosen and, or, uh, yeah, Rosen and Allen both on the board. Um, I think it would be I think number four gets a little bit more value for Buffalo or for the Browns from Buffalo. If the giants take Rosen and then the jets take Mayfield, I, you know, with three quarterbacks off the board, I think Buffalo is going to feel an urgency to move to four. Okay. I'm going to, now I really hadn't played this out in my head with this happening. So I'm going to give you another situation here and you tell me if it's crazy or it's not crazy. You're telling me the Browns trade with Buffalo at number four, okay? And um, we get their 12th, their 22nd, and their first-round pick next year. That's what you'd be okay with, right? I think so, yes. Okay, so you go to Denver, who's willing to trade out of the number five spot. Could you not then in return uh, trade the 12th and 22nd pick to Denver and still get Chubb while gaining a first-round pick next year? Yeah. I wouldn't hate that at all. You, you you move back one spot, you gain a pick, even if you gave up a second round pick next year. You know, yeah. I mean, even if you gave up the twelfth, the twenty second, and a second or third round pick next year, right? You're still getting Sam Darnold. You're still getting Bradley Chubb. You're still getting a first, potentially top five overall pick next year. That's or, a pretty good deal. Or you go ahead and you take Saquon Barkley at five if he's sitting there and you draft good old Nick Bosa from Ohio State next year when he comes out with that Buffalo pick you, you know what it could open up a <laughs> ton of possibilities for the Browns that you know I could see something like that happening that would be whoo that would be the most exciting draft in history if something like that were to be pulled off by the Cleveland Browns because uh, you're talking about gaining uh a huge pick next year, along with getting the two guys you wanted in this draft anyways in the first round while keeping all of your third round or second round picks. Man, yes. that would be exciting. Yes. Three first, three second this year, gain a pick next year. Oh, yeah, that'd be real nice. That would be great for something like that to happen. Do I see it happening? No, I think that that's a little bit too much for the Browns to all figure out in a 20-minute span, uh, but, you know, if... Hey, Kevin Costner could do it. <laughs> we are. We're pulling a Kevin Costner right now is what we're doing. <laughs> uh, that's what we're doing. But, hey, we're just making a point 
that anything could happen in this draft. And it's going, I agree with you 100%. This is going to be the most entertaining draft in NFL history. Uh, I mean, with all of these quarterbacks, uh, it seems like every team needs a quarterback almost. And uh, all of these teams are going to be fighting for these five, I think these five quarterbacks. Um, And you're right. You could see Mason Rudolph go at the end of the first round to a Patriots. Yeah. So you could potentially see six quarterbacks going in the first round. Yep, and I and I to get to Lamar Jackson real quick. I ultimately see him landing in Arizona, which it would be a good fit. I could definitely see that. I could see if Mason Rudolph's still on the board in the second round. I could see them taking them him too. Mm-hmm. So I mean, uh, you know, man, the possibilities. I am ready for Thursday. I am ready for Thursday. I'm ready to stop talking about this, and I'm ready to see what's going to happen. Um, Man, uh, Mark, do you got anything else on the draft? Because my mind's kind of spinning. You got me with this whole fourth overall pick going, getting traded. My mind's spinning now uh, with I, all the possibilities. I'm, I'm liking all the possibilities. I just, I've mentioned the one I don't want them to do. So <laughs> let's see what happens. Which is probably the one they're going to do, oh, right? I, uh, I mean, that's probably the one they're going to do. Um, so I'm going to ask you one final question on this episode. Do you think the Browns are going to have a successful draft? Do you think that there's any way that they can screw this up again? I do think there's a way they can screw it up, but I do not think they will. I, I think I think John Dorsey and and company are gonna are gonna make the right calls. I think they're gonna make pick the right players, and they're gonna get a good grade in this draft even though I don't really care much for the grading immediately after a draft when the players haven't even worn their uniform yet. But um, I, I do think it's going to turn out to be a good 2018 and beyond because of this draft, yes. All right. You know what? I agree with you. I think the number the, – the thing they have to do is take the correct quarterback, number one. And if, I, if they do that, I honestly don't believe they can lose in this draft. No, I think Darnold sitting for a year could end up being a 15-year starter, and that would be that would change all Browns fans and all Browns jokes for eternity. I do think so also. Guys, it, it is a year to be excited. I know us as Cleveland Browns fans are excited every year, and we get let down. But I think this is the year that it's okay to be excited. It's all right to look to the future of the Cleveland Browns. I think that this is a team in the next three to four years that you're going to see every year competing for our division title. Uh, I truly believe that. All we need is one good draft. Of course, that's all we ever need. But I believe that this is the year that we do it. I think this is the year that we do it right. There's not a lot of options that we can do that could really mess this up. So this is the year, uh, you know, I think John Dorsey coming here, he's not going to make that dumb decision we've always made. I'm going to have faith in him that he's not going to take a Josh Allen uh, number one and that he's going to go with the practical pick in Sam Darnold, who is a Pro Bowl caliber player. He is an NFL-ready quarterback. With him sitting, I think it would be perfect. But you know what, guys? That's the fun of it all. We're going to have to wait till Thursday to see what happens. I do want to say thank you to Mark for being on the show. I want to say thank you to everyone out listening. I want to say thank you to Trackstar Sports. Guys, let us know what you think. Um, 
let us know how you feel about this. You know, let us know your take on the situation, who you'd like to see go number one, number four. You know, uh, give it to us all. We want to hear from you guys. You guys can find us on Twitter. You can find me, my personal handle, Ryan Cameron 22 um, You can find our Orange is the New Brown podcast. That is going to be um, at orange underscore brown underscore TS. Get on there. Let me know what you think, what you think the Browns should do. Mark, what's your Twitter handle? Hey, yeah, at Mark you, underscore Tate. We're good. At Mark underscore Tate. You're good to go on Twitter this week. I love it. <laughs> Everyone hit him up. Show him a lot of love. Thank you guys a lot for listening to the show. Make sure to tune in next Tuesday. Or actually, we're going to do – I'm going to do a draft special uh, after the first round on Thursday. So make sure to listen first thing Friday morning. You can find us on iTunes. You can find us on Anchor. Thank you guys so much for listening. Mark, I appreciate it, man. Have a good night. You guys, peace.